according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And likewise, all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, And he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. At my seminary, St. Meinrad, about an hour west of here, off I-64, we have a very nice gym. It's probably several thousand square feet, and it has every piece of workout equipment you could ever think of. We have leg presses, back extension, whatever that is, hip abduction, We have flat bench press, incline bench press, decline bench press, probably a few other bench presses. And best of all, to get there, you don't even have to go outside. It's in the building that we all live in. All you have to do is walk down a few flights of stairs. Or you could even take the elevator if you can handle the guilt of doing that. I'm not kidding when I say that only people with mansions have it this nice. So with how convenient it is, you'd have to imagine that the gym is always pretty full of seminarians. How many times would you guess I went in my first five years at St. Meinrad? Twice. For the longest time, I didn't even know what the door code was to get into the gym. But I'm happy to say that this semester that has changed. I've been going down to the gym twice a week, every week, since early September, 
And I think I've seen decent enough results. And I have no regrets about it. It's a good thing to do, and I didn't realize how much I was missing it. So what changed this semester where I'm going twice a week, whereas before I probably went twice in five years? What I think it was, was that I found the motivation. I'll be getting ordained a priest in seven months. And one of the things we seminarians do when we know our ordination is coming up is we spend time thinking about where the bishop is going to send us. And I'll confess I've done my share of that. I've determined that there are probably three likely landing spots for me come July of next year. Two of them are parishes in Montgomery, Alabama, my hometown, and the other one is in Daphne, Alabama, right across the Mobile Bay from the city of Mobile. And the associate pastors I would be replacing at these assignments are all young guys who have chaplain duties at the local Catholic high school. And their roles includes the job of chaplain of the football team. Now, our football teams in the Archdiocese of Mobile are pretty darn good, I'm going to tell you. You can imagine how seriously, you don't even have to imagine how seriously, the state of, Alabama, the state of Indiana takes basketball. Well, I'll tell you the state of Alabama takes high school football just as seriously. Our teams are in the conversation for the state title pretty much year to year. So if you know that you're going to be responsible for ministering in the course of less than a year to a bunch of football players and just high school kids in general who have a lot more energy than I've had, you kind of think that you might have to look the part. You have to be able to speak the language. You have to know what the inside of a weight room looks like. Talk the talk and walk the walk. And this is actually the premise behind the incarnation. God wanted to get our attention, and so he became human. And that's kind of like what I'm trying to do. I never played football in high school. I hated high school. I was a dork. But it turns out, with the right motivation, you can do just about anything. Why do I share this? Because when I read the first reading today, I find myself struck by something. I find myself really questioning whether or not I would have the motivation to do what those faithful Jews did, to be tortured and killed to uphold their faith. Frankly, I'm just not sure I have that in me. We heard from the second book of Maccabees in which the Jews were being persecuted by the Seleucid Greeks. The Seleucids are trying to destroy the Jewish religion. They totally wrecked the temple where all worship happens, and they are trying to force the Jewish people to eat pork, which is a major violation of their faith. In this specific narrative, we hear about seven brothers along with their mother who are being put, tortured and put to death. I would encourage you to read 2 Maccabees chapter 7 for yourself 
because it's pretty gritty and some of the best details are left out by what the lectionary gave us today. Personally, I hope never to be put in a position where I have to die for the faith. But I should also recognize that in the history of the world, priests and laity alike being killed for the faith isn't terribly uncommon. Whenever there is a revolution like in Spain or Russia or Mexico or France, priests and Catholics in general are always pretty early on the chopping block. Even today in China, there's an underground church where priests go missing. In Nigeria, if you read Catholic headlines, you'll see priests, seminarians, whoever, being kidnapped. And even in the past few years, we've seen acts of violence like bombings against whole Catholic churches, especially on feasts like Easter in Indonesia or the Philippines or Nigeria. Martyrdom is just a constant theme we've seen in our history as a church. And this leads us to our problem. We have a church that sometimes asks us to do things that we aren't motivated to do. But I'm not talking about martyrdom today. I'm talking about simpler things, smaller things, like loving the people who don't treat us well, being patient, being a good spouse, a good parent, a good child, whatever the case is, going to Mass when we just don't feel close to God, prioritizing our faith over the other competing things in our lives, even praying. These are the everyday things that we struggle to find the motivation to do. But fortunately, the motivation to do these things is found in a roundabout way in our gospel today, where some of the Sadducees who deny the resurrection approach Jesus with a very simple puzzle because they're trying to catch him like it's a game. But fortunately, Jesus is too smart for them, probably because he's God. And they ask him, Teacher, whose wife will this woman be? Which of these seven brothers? And it's an absurd question. They're missing the point. But I'm glad they asked him anyway because Jesus gives them an answer that we can benefit from. He says that when we die, the blessed will rise and they will be the children of God. They will be like angels because God is the God of the living, not of the dead. I think that's it. I think that's all the motivation that we need. Because being in relationship with God does sometimes mean doing things that we don't want to do. But I'd say that also it means there are benefits that come along with it. And I would say these benefits include being happier in general, being more peaceful, having less worries and anxieties, having better relationships with the people that we love. I guess you could say that being in relationship with God, being a good disciple, is a little bit like me going to the gym. For five years, I put it off. And when I started, 
I wasn't very excited about going. I even dreaded it. But you know what? Since I've been going, I've actually begun to enjoy it. Yes, I have to wake up a little bit earlier, and I'm not crazy about that. And sometimes it makes me sore, and that's not all that great either. But when I'm down there in the gym now, I'm motivated because I know I'm getting better and I'm getting healthier, and I'm going to become a better minister because of it. And even when I've been busy and still gone down, I've never regretted going. The life of discipleship, much like going to the gym, has its costs, but it also has its own rewards. And I think that's true even before we account for the resurrection.